I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Oh, Mark, I am so very excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who is joining us. They're a special effects makeup artist and fabricator who's worked on The Walking Dead, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, Stranger Things, Mandalorian, and also Disney theme park animatronics. And they're my good friend. It's what? Brie Ford. I am super duper excited to be here. And um, it took everything within me not to do the hello with you guys, but I thought maybe it's not my place. No, no. it's a, it's an open stage. Open you, mind? You're more than welcome to join us. Yes. <laughs> Bree, I want to know, you work in a makeup shop, correct? Yes. Is, that, is that the lingo? Yes. Is that what you call it? Is that it? the lingo, a shop? It is. We would call it a shop. Some people call it a lab. Most people oh. call it a shop. They sound, that's a little pretentious, it's, like a little soap. Exactly. It's, <laughs> gotcha. it's a little like, yeah. Like, what are you coming up with new things in there? Maybe it's, actually. It's the whole yeah. like, oh, I want people to picture, you know, beakers and substances <laughs> right. being made, you know. Like, no. The new uh, trend mostly in just bullet things wounds. in Ziploc bags. Right. <laughs> yeah. What is like I was curious, like, what is like the hot, like, what's like the hot horror right now? Because I feel like a lot of people <laughs> in your industry are really into horror movies. That's a wild assumption, but I feel like I might be onto something. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's a pretty safe assumption. Like, for instance, one of my coworkers was trying to get Werewolf Wednesdays started, where everyone wears a werewolf shirt. It's like, uh, well, oh. we all have that. Sure. Yeah. And so, always looking for an excuse to whip it out. <laughs> you know, sort this of. This whole thing. <laughs> I haven't worn I mean, this one in decades, but it still fit. Yeah. Someone also tried to start a uh, Star Wars shirt Friday at, at a different shop I worked at. And I There's no alliteration I on that whatsoever. Have... <laughs> 
Feel the Force Fridays. Like, I don't oh, have there? any Star okay, Wars shirts. So oh, I, took right? one, I turned it inside out and then I wrote Star Wars in Sharpie. <laughs> and I went, look, here's my Star Wars shirt. Leave me alone now. <laughs> Do you ever go a day without seeing a black T-shirt? No. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And frankly, I'm usually guilty. I mean, look at, you know. I mean, but isn't that uh, Santa Cruz brand? What? This? Your yeah, creature. I think that's a yeah, it's a skateboard. Oh, I don't know. From Santa Cruz, uh, skateboard company. This is how much I don't know. I just thought it was cool. They're near and dear. Just black t-shirts just show up in your in your wardrobe, and you just come on (laughs) with your paycheck. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Every once in a while, we get a crew shirt that's not black, and everyone complains. (laughs) This goes with nothing else I own. Exactly. But what is there like a hot horror movie right now that's like the buzz of uh, the shop? Mm. That actress in Nope gets her face chewed off. That's true. No one's really talking about that at work. Wow. wow. Although I get to not part of the conversation. Interesting. You know why? Because they're all racist. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just haven't. Maybe no you don't care to listen about... to them. That's all right. Do you think it's more exciting to start like on a new project where you're sort of creating it, or to be like, oh, I've been asked to join the sixth uh, version of this movie, or whatever? I think for me personally, it's usually more exciting to start a new project. Uh-huh. But depending on the franchise, um, you know, for most people, if it's something that's near and dear to your heart, like, uh-huh. like I was one saying, you would that, love to have been a part of. Mm, oh, you know what? I almost got to work on um, Hellboy 2 and I was very excited about Ooh. that. I'm a big fan of Hellboy. Yes, I did end up finally working on Hellboy on the newest one. OK, OK. <laughs> And, Your voice um, did something weird when you said that. Okay. I get to say that I worked on Hellboy. I will not be taking follow-up questions. No <laughs> <laughs> questions at this time. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say, didn't feel the same. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Is there a push? You you always talk about like uh, the real oh. like real puppets or things like that. Do you feel like the swing is kind of going back? Because I've been watching. I'm really into these new Star Trek shows. And they do extensive actual makeup and like creature work, which is very exciting, I think. Oh, it's very exciting. I was going to say, I just remembered also, I really wanted to work on The Dark Crystal. Oh, oh, I love that series. Yeah, I was busy on something else. And so I couldn't work on it. But when it came out, I was very happy with it, which was also awesome because it was one of those, please don't ruin the thing that I loved as a kid. (laughs) And, um, And they didn't. And everyone who did work on it, you know, at least had fun stories they could tell me. That's nice. It's it's always nice when you're like, oh, I'm not jealous of people. Good for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm them. just happy for them. <laughs> oh, I'm in a good place. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, I do think that there's a bit of a renaissance because, you know, people really miss having, I think there's a generation that grew up with practical effects. And yeah. now that is the generation that is making movies. Mm. And they're kind of like, I don't want everything to just completely disappear. And I yeah. miss the magic of when I was a kid. And so I kind of think, I don't know if it has the same thing to do with the nostalgia that's, you know, so popular right now. I mean, yeah, I guess nostalgia has always been a thing, but <laughs> even more know, so in dystopian but specifically times. sort of yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, the nostalgia of the eighties time period. I do feel like there's, there's a big sort of uh, a, a resurgence of, I remember when you were working on the thing remake and you were telling me like, we're doing all this like cool, amazing stuff. And like, but then it got replaced by CGI. Oh no. That was, yeah. like, heartbreaking. Oh, that, that was so, devastating. so sad. There's 
probably online somewhere. I'm not sure, but you might be able to see tests because we shot all of these little like makeup tests at work, you know, of someone in inside of a suit or working something mechanical. And I was so excited. And we did all this stuff that looked really cool with puppets and with a bunch of makeup. And then, and then you watch the movie and you're like, what practical effects? I didn't know they made any, but that, you know, I have gotten more used to that feeling. Like, yeah, um, right. Working on, uh, are you afraid of the dark? Oh, that oh, was a I'm good sorry. one. I'm sorry. Scary oh. stories to tell in the dark. That oh. was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But that had great was... creatures, I thought. Well, that's good. Okay. Because from my viewpoint, I was like, oh, you barely saw anything. <laughs> sure. But compared to everything that we made and how cool it looked and, you know. But, um, yeah. You know, speaking of scary <laughs> stories to tell in the dark, oh, today, maybe don't look as cool as you want them to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> today we're talking about it's another Quage choice. And today we're talking Hedwig and the Angry Inch. John, what's the deal with Hedwig and the Angry Inch? Mark, let me tell you the deal about Hedwig and the Angry Inch. It was written and directed by John Cameron Mitchell and adapted from the critically acclaimed off-Broadway rock hit, also written by Mitchell and Stephen Trask. And a German immigrant living in a trailer in Kansas is the victim of a botched sex change operation. And Hedwig and the Angry Inch tells the story of the internationally ignored rock singer Hedwig and her search for stardom and love. It stars John Cameron Mitchell, Andrea Martin, Michael Pitt, and Miriam Shore. It was released on September 12, 2001. Oof. And despite largely positive reviews, the film only grossed $3.6 million off a budget of $6 million. Well, Roger Ebert wrote, John Cameron Mitchell electrifies the movie with a performance that isn't a satire of glam, glam rock performers so much as an authentic glam rock performance. He also wrote, strange how the movie seems to be loud, flashy, and superficial, and yet gives a deeper dimension to its characters. Elisa Schwartzbaum of Entertainment Weekly agreed, writing, love, fame, self-acceptance, fabulous wigs. Hedwig achieves everything Moulin Rouge aspires to with far less effort. Oof. And Mitchell oh. received a Golden Globe nomination for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy, and the film was nominated for five Independent Spirit Awards. And that is the deal with Hedwig and the Angry Inch. So, Brie, you actually emailed me. I feel like this is a co uh, we partnered up for this Queen choice just, yeah because he like oh. messaged me like a year ago said i want to do Hedwig." i was like that's a great pick and then it came queen's choice came around like well let's do it now i've been wanting to talk about this movie uh forever oh. um okay. yes basically when i first started listening you know however long ago two years ago you guys have been doing this for a while okay. now but yeah. um i just thought like why hasn't anyone brought in Hedwig yet <laughs> Are you kidding me? Shaking your iPod. <laughs> Ooh, <the> rage. <laughs> so then finally, yeah, I think I emailed you when you guys were doing the, um, you know, fans write in an essay. Oh, of yeah, what, yeah. What yeah. movie they should choose. And I was like, Hedwig, it has everything. <laughs> yeah. But then you also said, like, I don't have to do it. <laughs> you were like, I feel like you were very, like, putting yourself out. I was like, no, you were doing this. We are doing this together. Uh, it's going to be made. Do you remember the first time you saw it? Um. I definitely remember that I saw it in theaters, but I, but the weird thing is I can't remember specifically, like, I mean, it definitely made an impact and I was yeah. like, Oh my God, this movie is great. But I don't remember the specifics of like sure. where I was or, you know, anything like that. But um, I've probably seen it like maybe four or five times. That's pretty good. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Uh, what about you, John? What's your history with Hedwig? What's my history with Hedwig? Well, okay. So, when the stage show was first 
uh, happening in New York. I had moved to New York City. I was working at this record at store. At the Jane was, Theater, that one? At the Jane Street Not Theater, Not the squeeze correct. box Not the squeeze box. The no, workshop. No, no. Okay. But I was working at a record store, and one day someone came in and said, hey, we're giving away tickets to this John Cameron Mitchell thing. Uh, at the Jane Street Theater tonight, do you want to go? Knew nothing about it, but I knew John Cameron Mitchell because oh, I had seen him in The Secret Garden on Broadway and Six Degrees of Separation, so I was a big fan. Mm. And it was incredible to just go to a show, not literally know nothing of what it yeah. is about, what to expect, anything. And I got Hedwig, which was... <laughs> Perfect. It was like, this is why I live in New York. This yeah, is the point. Right? This is why I'm here. That's amazing. And I went back several to they, it was a record store that uh catered to like show uh show queens, so they would come a lot. So uh I also you saw wait a minute, you worked at a Isn't record that store that catered to show queens. How, I don't know how, how, how I got that job. You? It was insane. This is why you're always biting my head off about like cats recording. A thousand percent that is why I do that. A Did someone bark percent. your head off about I this was or? literally slapped for making that mistake. <laughs> I do. <laughs> he it doesn't matter. He doesn't. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I saw it a couple more times He's when Michael Cerveris took yeah. over for John Cameron Mitchell. So I've seen the stage version a bunch of times. I think it's incredible, wonderful. The movie I will say the first time I saw it, I was like, mm, but it's not Hedwig. Yeah, and yeah. then I watched it again several months, maybe a couple years later, and I was like, no, it's not. But it's its own brilliant, fabulous yeah, thing. Yeah. So I've seen the movie probably like three or four times, I would say. But I I love it. I think it's absolutely incredible. And it's like oh, there's God. a way that I have like a romantic attachment to it because it reminds me of like mm-hmm. being young in New York and just being like, you can do this. All right. Everything's back on the table. <laughs> yeah. If this is possible, we can all do whatever. No excuses. How about you, Mark? What are you bringing with head to Hedwig? That's funny. I think we almost have some ways similar because this came out like the summer. It came out in the fall. I came out of the closet that summer when <laughs> I had first enrolled in art school. You know what I mean? So is there a movie okay. more st- perfect for me yeah. in that time Absolutely. of my life? Of the- like, yeah, yeah. oh my God. And so I did, I think it was like, I did, we had a color theory class we had to do where you had to do this giant, like you had to get a big piece of poster board and you had to do a grid and on the top of the grid was every character. Then on the other side was like every scene. And he had to do on each square, like gouache, like watercolors of like the colors. It's like this okay. character looked like this. So yeah, I had to watch the movie, like freeze frame it. It took me, it's the only all nighter I ever pulled in college. <laughs> was for watercoloring. Perfect was for Mark gouache. Because <laughs> gouache, I had never worked with gouache before, but gouache is like, if you want to duplicate the color, it's almost impossible. Like if okay. you want to read, you know. So I ended up like just... I almost the next time I heard the music, like after staying up all night, I felt nauseous. I see it took that. Me I get back, that. So <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> so I was like, I had to spend some time away. It's okay. From Hedwig after a while. But now I never stopped listening to the music, essentially, though. I never like it's always been in my rotation. It's always yeah. it's probably my favorite. Like, I do think this is like a musical for like people who don't like music like this yes. is a great yes. like gateway you know what i mean sure. so i'm not a big musical fan but i love hedwig and then like i feel that's almost like a great entryway into like right the world. Like, okay so from here the, we can build up this way yeah that's kind of the experience i had because i don't kill me john i'm not a huge fan of musicals fair okay <laughs> but so the ones that do really stand out to me are it's like oh my god i could listen to this you know yeah. Sure. And and Hedwig was one of those where, you know, I bought the score. Cast recording? Cast recording. Yes. I was like, don't <laughs> fuck this up. I knew not to say soundtrack. I learned. You, you, could, your- buy, you could buy a soundtrack to Hedwig. 
It is if it's the movie. Yes, then it's the soundtrack. songs. It's the soundtrack. Oh, okay, okay. I bought, I the, bought soundtrack. the soundtrack. I bought okay, the soundtrack fair. too. Okay, which sure. is not sequenced like the movie, which I think is very strange when they do that. Yeah, that's bizarre. But and I did see a live performance once in two, 2016 um, when Darren Chris. I saw that oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, at the Pantages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was really fun. But I mean, my we were, first introduction to it was the film because, you know. My husband and I had tickets to that performance, but the night we had our tickets for was the night that Trump became president. And we oh, literally no. drove to the Pantages and we were like looking at our phones like, it looks like he's going to win. And we were like, I can't watch this show right now. So we just oh. went home and cried. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, I'm so Forget sorry. wig in a box. I need wine in a box. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> A four-year supply, thank you. Thank you. Not going to be enough. That's a good start. Um, but the more I've watched it, I would say the, I find like more mean, like there's not like a plot really or anything, but I find like there's such like depth to it. And like, I yeah. don't know, I get a lot of like the ending I find very moving and powerful. And it just like, I don't know, it's my yeah. probably my favorite movie musical, I would say. It's either this or Little Shop of Horrors. These are my oh, two, the two titans. They're both Great ones. Yeah. Well, Brie, as you may or may not know, but I suspect you do, we are looking for the gayest movies ever, and we have a complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're going to go through a ton of categories, and at one point, you are going to be, you are going to come up with a category, and it will be added, added to, to the, the wheel. Or you can choose a pre-existing category. We're still working on the melody of that one, but <laughs> we're getting there. That was perfect. I think it was perfect. Thank, Thank you. you. Flawless Thank 10 you. out of 10. Thank you. And you worked on Django Unchained. So <laughs> you know from 10 out of 10. <laughs> well, this is our current top five gayest movies ever. In fifth place with an 89.70%, The Apple. In fourth place with an 89.81%, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. In third place with a 90.37%, Madonna, Truth or Dare. In second place with a 92.99%, the Bride of Frankenstein and still number one with a 94.83% is Female Trouble. Okay, mm. Bree. So if you had to guess now, how well do you think Hedwig is going to do? I think Hedwig is going to do fantastic. I'm not <laughs> yeah. saying it's going to be in the top five, but okay. I am Would you be surprised if limb. it was in the top five? No. Okay. I wouldn't either. I think, you, it has a sh- I think it has a I shot. I think it'll be in the top ten. I think it might be in the top. I, I, think, I think it, it has definitely a has a shot. Hubris, and I, I think, think it'll it, be in the top. But I, I the wheel, also like the wheel, that wheel. Oh, is a fickle yes, that's one. true. That fickle wheel. But I guess there's we'll just see. the only way out is through. That is that is <laughs> truer words Mark have never been said. <laughs> All right, John. <laughs> I have go to through? say, I was so worried you were going to hate the movie. Are you quick. kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I found no. this is so rare—a queen's choice that unites us. That's true. Uh, usually, I feel like the Queen's Choice episodes are combative. They are. They tend to be a little bit. I think. Well, so. you bring in funny lady. You're gonna. You're oh, gonna yeah. get my dander up. <laughs> so it's what I ordered. Thank you very you, much. You ordered dander, and you got leftovers. And boy, did I! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our first group of categories are the canon categories. So please, we're each going to give the score between zero and hundred. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. So Bree, what would you give Hedwig and the Angry Inch on a scale of zero to hundred in the category actual gay characters? Okay, so you also do not have to go first. We can just talk it out. <laughs> That's true. Well, the one question that I'm going to put here, the caveat of if Hedwig is basically gender queer 
can that fit I under think the? That fits, I mean, yes. yeah, would yeah, I yeah. be yeah, able we'll, to? We'll, okay, yeah, yeah, we I, allow sort that, of like yes. queer characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to label it. You know, sure, sure. yeah, exactly. If gay can also just mean. Um, so I would say, I mean, clearly there's Hedvig. Well, when he's Hansel, he's gay, too. Yeah, you know, that's true. Um, and then but, the sergeant is also yeah gay. Luther. Yeah. Now we don't know about any of the band members, but I feel no. like. At least Steven There's Trask. There's a pretty strong possibility. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> and also, Itzhak wants to be a drag queen. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like it's very likely that that most of the band is probably and then not straight. All the fans, at least, least all the people. At least the they're cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's quite a few gay characters in this, especially the main, so. the t- titular character. Yeah. That's true. Who would we say isn't? We don't really know about Andrea Martin. Well, I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say she. Probably isn't, but I mean, right. I don't know. We don't know, but there's Why also make assumptions. Michael, yeah. Michael, Michael Pitt, Pitt Tommy Gnosis. He sort of freaks out when he realizes Hedwig. Uh, he does, but then he ends up in a relationship with yeah. Hedwig. Yeah. It's not a deal so, breaker. That's true. Yeah. He's not, yeah. He may be I would straight, say he's, but he's not narrow. So I'd say, I'd say he finds himself, he thinks he's straight, and then he realizes he's queer in some capacity right. clearly yes. part of that scares him and that's yes more, for yeah. sure but um so i don't know uh i think it would do pretty well maybe at 68 is that okay that's a number that's is a that number. crazy i will say no, no it's not crazy i'll say 68 but just know <laughs> that from here now until the end of the podcast you can change your any number at any time i will say this i was gonna go 93 because i feel like there's not a lot of characters you can be like that person's straight yeah. Okay. And I feel like there's like a queerness throughout. This is very much like a, a non-straight movie, like a non-straight point of view, <laughs> yes. a non-straight all of that. So like, are we like counting all the characters? Who knows? But I also feel like, yeah, like as we were saying, like the band, eh, maybe not all of them, but I'm sure. I, I feel like they don't have a lot of these boundaries that are labels that we yeah, worry like, about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. It's like, like yeah. a pretty free flow. Yeah, if a okay, guy cuts one of their dicks, modest. they're probably like, oh, <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so for me, I what I say, 93, I'll go 93. To me, it just feels like it's such a... Okay, yeah, I want to change like, my okay. answer then. <laughs> okay, to oh, 42. Welcome, welcome to I think I was point. being too... <laughs> yeah, 16. No. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, then I will change it to 87. 87. Great year for movies. <laughs> yeah, I'll go... Fuck it, I'll go 95. I think it's oh, he doesn't give a shit. I don't give a Ooh. shit. Look at you dishing out points. Okay. I mean, I could, I won't, but I could just do a hundred, but I won't. That would you could. feel right. I would feel dirty afterwards. Sometimes it's nice to feel dirty afterwards. Okay, save it for our <laughs> after dark <laughs> pod. Um, this well, is it, what you get on the Patreon if you're not a yeah. member. <laughs> well, I got a Hedwig uh, got a ninety one point sixty seven, which is second highest, second only to the Queen, which got a hundred, which is a documentary about uh, drag queens in the sixties. So that there makes total go. sense. Hard to beat that. <laughs> Hard to beat that. On right, that our, one. Yes. Our next category: gay icons. How are we doing on gay icons? So here's a category where I might have to defer a little bit to you Please. guys because oh, sure. I I feel like John Cameron Mitchell is a gay icon. I would say so. Yeah. Even no, though I mean, he was Joe Exotic, we'll let that slide. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's Has earned enough goodwill. Yeah, it came out and nobody cared on people. Oh, really? I yeah. really was like, oh, I didn't even see e- it happen. Even he couldn't get me to watch that movie. No. Or yeah. Kate McKinnon. It was like That's the crazy. Tiger King thing was like it was like a one night stand we had at the beginning. Of the <laughs> and then it's like coming back a year later. Like, no, I don't. This yeah. is shameful. That was I actually a feeling. Of I a actually dirty. had to go to the doctor. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. You're not coming yeah, back. I think collectively as a nation, we all felt a little bit ashamed. Yeah. It's like, no, it no like one cares about we the were tigers. just in the lockdown and it was just like, oh, something to binge. I can watch yeah. this for eight hours today and not feel other things. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Uh, I would say Andrea, Mar- uh, Andrea Martin. Absolutely. Has some points. And I would say Hedwig itself, yes. like as a title. And a character. Yeah, that's true. Because you could do. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, you could do Hedwig at Snatch Game. You absolutely. Oh, sure. It's all quips, you know. Yeah. Also, I want to give a shout out to the producer of the film is a lesbian woman, Christine Vachon. Oh, shout she out produced, to Vachon. Shout out to Vachon. She produced <laughs> Far From Heaven, Boys Don't Cry, One Hour Photo, Happiness, one of my favorite, Velvet oh. Gold Mines, Gold Mines, uh, Safe, Go Fish, Swoon. And Cairo yeah. time. I don't know. Her Wikipedia and we, editor was we really efficient cool. for that one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we were, you could have quit at happiness. Um, there were a lot of winners in there though. A lot yeah. of winners. That's I get what you're saying. Song. Like there's a way in like John Cameron Mitchell's in like mainstream movie, but like he also did create this like iconic title. Yeah. yeah. It's going to outlive. And it's apparently huge in like Korea, which is oh, also wow. fascinating. Cause so that funny. was also like a divided country like berlin so i think like the themes resonate it's interesting 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 i did i have the i do have the criterion blu-ray uh and i was i went through some of the special features nice uh last night after the film uh it was a great time um (laughs) so yeah what do you want to give for gay icons it's not a mama mia no no but you know maybe 66 sure i'm gonna go and did we mention andrea martin we did say yes Okay, we well, let it again. be said again. In the you iconic, never say enough. The, the iconic Toronto <laughs> Give production. Give the woman Godspell. her day. Thank you. We cannot bring it up enough. I'll no. go 88. 88. I love that Andrea Martin is always like, sure, I'll play Greek. Or then, sure, I'll play Italian. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Then I looked it up. She's Armenian. See, isn't that perfect? There you go. She's got range. She's a Mediterranean chameleon. <laughs> um, I'll give it a 75. Given an average of 76.33, which is 12 points higher than Back to the Beach. All right. Our next category, the queer gaze. How horny is the camera for queer forms? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> okay. um, well, it is literally um, directed by a gay man. So it literally does have a queer gaze, true. the entire thing. That is true. Do we know anything about the DP? <laughs> we do. He was on what the special know? features. One of the special okay. Features. They had a reunion in the. This was it was filmed in 2019, in the Jane Hotel, which apparently is now some fancy. Uh, it's fancy snooty. now. It's fancy now. <laughs> it was not dude. fancy then. They made that point. Yeah, it was like a real <laughs> shithole. It sounds like. But there's a lot of the bands hot. Yeah, I mean, there's. <laughs> You know, there's that scene of uh, Hansel sunning himself, yes. you know, back when, you know, in his youth, On the rubble. Then, um, towards the end when they're both shirtless and wet. Yes, you know, on a personal (laughs) level, you know, I was into it very Sure, nice, sure. You know, this movie did some things for me when I first saw it. Were you more into art? That's beautiful. Were you a Michael Pitt fan? You know, I I wasn't. And then um, when I saw this movie, I mean, I didn't know him. I didn't know him. And then, (laughs) you know, after seeing this, I was like, ooh, what is this sort of young Billy Corrigan kind of, you know, it it, it triggered some like, Early nineties, you know. Yes. <laughs> Can you get... hear my cat? It's fine. It's great. People okay. don't love hearing cats. <laughs> don't even worry about it. And also they there's hate that shot. Michael Pitt, though. Your cat. <laughs> <laughs> Michael shit. Um, there's that shot at the end of uh, you know, John Cameron Mitchell's 
little butt again. Great little butt. Great little butt. Come on. A A plus little butt. A plus little butt. That must be something like as he, I'm sure he was like, look, I'm really young and skinny and cute right now. Let's get this on camera. Let's get this all on film. Honestly, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. Record it while it's there. (laughs) Before you need IMAX to get my big old butt on film. Thank you. I I feel like there's a pretty, pretty good amount of, uh, you know, eye eye candy happening in this movie. Yeah. Um, The band's always like half dressed and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like it's pretty high. I'd give it, let's see, 80, 82. I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 82 works. I'll give it uh, I'll go 83, 83. I think we're scoring it too high, but who am I to judge? Uh, I'll give it an 81. Um, give it an average of 82. Boy, which what is would indeed... you give it if you thought we were scoring too high? I think it's like a 70. I'm going to give it a 70. I, don't, I didn't mean yeah. I didn't ask you that to do that to pressure. No, but high. you got me. I had to think, you know, this is what happens. You have to listen to your heart. <laughs> I have to listen to my heart. My gut tells me no. Always about integrity. Yeah. Okay. Always Fair. about integrity. But hey, it's still got 78.33, making so it the good. highest of the last of our six movies. That's 10 points higher than Back to the Beach. And that had surfers. <laughs> All right. Our next category, entrances with pizzazz. It's not funnily. I was watching like, oh, it's not like a, it's not, it's such like an intimate small film, but there's not a lot of like scenes where like, and then this is the scene where this happens. And you know what I mean? It's more like we're just seeing sure. these little vignettes almost of like they're, uh, hap- they've already, the scenes have started essentially. Yeah. Right. There was only one thing that I specifically noticed that mm. really kind of stood out as like, oh, that when there's the shot where they basically go to Kansas and then Hedwig literally kind of like falls into the chair as if oh, yeah. as if she was like falling into frame yeah, and then yeah, looks all fun. confused, you know, and that was a really great little like, bloop, you know, <laughs> that is fun. <laughs> uh, the opening shot revealing and then revealing that cape. Get out of here. Yeah. And doesn't doesn't she have an umbrella that she like tosses yeah, aside? Yeah. It's yeah. Bilgewater. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's funny because it is a musical and those tend to have like, a here's this person. But one thing I just so much love about this movie are just the shots of her performing in these middle of the nowhere, like fry fish restaurants. It's so perfect. And also like, I will say this, like watching it, you could tell that everyone, all the extras who are like at that restaurant were sort of directed to be like, you didn't expect this show was going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, yeah. Like you were just having dinner and then suddenly this really loud band showed up. And I have been in shows at places like restaurants in New York where like someone comes on and says like, Hey everyone, there's a show happening. And you're like feet away from a table of two people who are just like, I didn't want to watch the show. I just want, <laughs> yeah, I just want quiet. Fucking, why am I doing? No, please stop. You, know, you can just tell that they're just like, don't want to. I just like felt that. So hard. that happened when I went to a video bar in Palm Springs, when all of a sudden they stopped playing the videos, everyone's having a great time uh, talking along with golden girls. And then, uh, we're going to stop the video. Please welcome the touring company of Shrek the Musical, who are going to perform <laughs> oh, three songs. Like, this is oh, not what we wanted. Read the room. Read the room. We want to see the locker room scene from Best Little Whorehouse, <laughs> not this bullshit. <laughs> they weren't even oh. in makeup. <laughs> oh, Just like some I, dude. I worked on Shrek the Musical, so that's also oh, really yeah. a little triggering for me because I <laughs> okay. spent years. I think so a lot of people are triggered color. by Shrek sure. musical. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But when I see that like Shrek green color, is that a green. copyrighted oh. green? It's not. Okay, so I can get in on. So that. you can do it, and that's fine. <laughs> I can do yeah. it. Well, because the musical was in different countries, and then they had slightly different makeups depending on the country, which was oh, actually very strange. Yeah, like oh, the like... cowls were a little different because different different companies were making them. Oh, um, gotcha. Okay. At, at certain points, so I worked for three different people working on Shrek because people would inevitably get sick of it and then pass it off to someone else. 
and then I would still get called to work on it. No, and I'm you like, make oh, those weird again. Is that is that does that happen a lot in makeup where like you can get known for a certain kind of like show or look and suddenly yes. you can get that job all the time? Because back in my 20s, when I was doing musical theater, I got offered chorus line constantly because I had done it already. And so there was just like, a, oh, you already know it. Come do it. But I mean, like there are people who made careers doing stuff like that, of like just focusing on a show. Yeah, I don't know if it works that way as much with shows, but it's mm -hmm. similar in that, like, there'll be a certain type of skill set that you have that's like, oh, this person's really good at armor. So call them for, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. They got their walls up. This one's a real mace queen. Call her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they call that in the makeup industry? Uh, I've been really type plaster cast. <laughs> This is good, Mark. Maybe throw that around the lab. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll give it a whirl. I'll get back to you. I'll let you know. Yeah, let me know how it goes. Chop it around. <laughs> Roll your eyes as you can. Like, boy. <laughs> I lost a bet, so I have to make this joke. <laughs> Uh, I did think there were a lot of transitions with pizzazz and lots of like fun and like it's so like the movie's just so like endlessly inventive. Yeah. It and like is, nothing yeah. is like there's nothing typical about this. It's like so like it's, it's still exciting. It still feels like fresh. You know, it still feels mm -hmm. like, oh, they don't make these like this kind of movie, a modestly budget like rock musical, queer rock musical Absolutely, yeah. would never get made now. Yeah, like the the transition of um, being in the trailer and then the front of it opens up and then it's a stage. Amazing, you know. But it's so cool. Yeah. So. And the band again, and Wake in a Box has a really fun entrance when they're entering through the door. They come all walk right in, really fun. That's true. true. They fun. walk in really fun. That's pizzazzy, pizzazzy. And <laughs> also, I'd say It Sucks Reveal in drag is a fun entrance. Oh, that's sort of true. An entrance. I guess it sure. would be an entrance. Yeah, it's sort of a. We can play fast and loose with entrances these days. <laughs> I think, but, you know. We have in the past. I feel like reveals, <laughs> exits also count. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Just like what's like a uh -huh. uh, a transitional punch, as it were. <laughs> a pivot. Got it. A pivot point. A pivot. Um, well, what do you want to give this for entrances with pizzazz? Is it mm. Beetlejuice? No. No, but, but mm, you know, it's maybe 58. 58. I think that's reasonable. That seems fair. That's I'm going to go 78. 78. John loses his such mind. A fun style. Uh, yeah, I'll go 75. Given an average of 70.33, which is four points lower than Back to the Beach, but 0.33 points higher than All About Eve. Hmm. All right. Our next okay. category. This one might be interesting. The Mike Pence anxiety scale. How much anxiety <laughs> do you think this movie would give Mike Pence? Uh, I believe that this is basically a 100 <laughs> let's be real i mean <laughs> there's very little about this that mike pence could want to stay for and yet yeah. the themes are universal you know if he and just yet, got over his like uh bigotry get over it sure. mike pence there's so much fun art out there you can enjoy yeah. right he would just be sweating, horrified sweating in his palms for you know from the moment one one moment to the next he's like oh i'd rather watch cairo time <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like this is a 100 for me without even... i did look it up on christian spotlight on the movie they did oh, rate wait. it they actually okay. did what review did they it say? extremely offensive <laughs> of course and i thought this was pretty funny they at one point uh this is one snippet these actors in they're talking about drag queens they said these actors claim to honor stars such as judy garland joan crawford and betty davis betty spelled with a y but in the mm -hmm. end they merely denigrate them reducing their lives to second all tablets whiskey bottles and coat hangers and they beg their audience to laugh at the wreckage and that's 
Wow. Someone wow. went to like an amateur drag night and was roasted and they're taking it out. On <laughs> I know. Because this has nothing to do with any of those people. They yeah. just don't like drag queens making fun of their beloved Hollywood stars. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I'll also give it a hundred. Yeah. I think this is the most hundred we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> In this category, certainly. And this category, yeah. this is the most anxiety. Hey, it got a hundred, which is the highest we've had in the last uh, on version 7.0. All righty. Uh, all right. Our next one. Hell on heels. How are we doing on feisty ladies? Well, I think Andrea Martin's character, the manager, she's pretty Very feisty. Fun, sure. She doesn't take shit. She beats up a waiter. She does beat up a waiter. It was the one fight thing. <laughs> she tries to, you know, barge her way into that signing when Tommy's there, and yeah. she's pretty headstrong. She also quits when Hedwig is a uh, rips up the passport. Yeah. You've yeah. gone too far. Yeah. Then she's like, "I'm done. I'm out of here." Also, technically, Hedwig was in heels Absolutely. when she yelled at the guy for putting the bra in the dryer. <laughs> yeah, because okay. I was listening. You don't you don't see her feet, but you can the hear it. Here. And, you hear the and in the folly, I was like. Definitely in heels. <laughs> and she literally just made a guy cry. So also Hedwig's mom. Yeah, much I was thinking Hedwig's about mom. that too. I mean, she kicks out his dad. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah. which actually for the time period too was pretty headstrong. Sure. Um, yeah. And Quang Yi on guitar. I was thinking about her. I was trying to remember her name. She's an amazing little character. She's the lead in his follow-up movie, Short Bus, or one of the leads. I don't know if you ever, oh, which is yes. finally getting a DVD Blu-ray release. Finally. Finally. People, wow. it's been like out of uh, circulation. I got it off Netflix back when you could get it. And I was like, this is like uh, showing a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, remember, I remember like auditions for it. Like, you auditioned for it? I did not. But I remember hearing auditions for it. I was like, oh, yeah, you basically have to have sex. Yeah. Wait. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Though. <laughs> yeah, I went to go see it. I was very excited when I heard about it. And then did you see Rabbit Hole, the movie no. made after that about it's a Nicole Kidman and that was based dude. on a play, I think. Yeah, mourning the death of their like four year old son. That's his least fun. Ooh, really? Yeah, huh. yeah if you, you can find the laughs. Yeah, not yeah. a lot of musical numbers in there. <laughs> Heartbreak didn't feel good in a place like that, Nicole. <laughs> I remember it's one of those movies. Like I'm glad I saw it, but I also never had never to want see to see it again. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the room. No Ooh. room, room, yeah, room, yeah. What I could watch, room watch again. again. No, I never want to see again. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think for Hell on Heels? I think it's pretty high. I think Hedwig it's, pretty it's much through the entire high. thing. Yeah, yeah. I'd give it an eighty-five. Eighty-five. I'm going ninety-one. Ninety-one. Yeah, I'll go. I think I got to go ninety-eight. That's given an average of ninety-one point thirty-three, which is ten points higher than the invitation. All right. All right. Finally, the last of the canon categories. Brie, on a scale of zero to 100, how likely are you to recommend Hedwig and the Angry Inch to a gay person? I am 100% likely to recommend really? Hedwig to a gay person. <laughs> yes, for sense. sure. If I was talking with someone and they said, I've never seen it, I would definitely be that person that says, oh, my God, you have to see it. It's great. Get it's out fantastic. of here. Quit sucking right. that dick and go <laughs> see Hedwig. <laughs> or you get your face on the box. 95 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dick ain't going anywhere. Not, not, with, monkey, on. Well, uh-huh. not with monkey pox going around. No. <laughs> Choose your partners carefully, fellas. Put um, your DVDs. 
it should be uh, blue. Right? Yeah, it was funny because I was part of me was gonna. I was first. I was like a hundred. Then I thought like, well, there's some musical theater queens I know who wouldn't like it. But then I'm like, but they should see it anyway, just because if you're that kind of. They do talk person. about that in the blue. How like some like traditional like Broadway people were like, no, we don't like this. Is like this is you can't do this. Oh yeah. Did I mean, you experience in the time when it was out people poo pooing it? I think there was a way in which like a lot of the music is not like typical theater music. That's and, why I like it. And that's like, probably it part sounds of why like, you like, oh, it. this it sounds, sounds like music different. I already listened to. So it sort of, and I think it actually does a brilliant job of sort of feeling both like not a pop score, but like a non-theater score and a theater score. Yes. Like the thing about theater music is that it sort of has to service a different thing of like, you have to kind of tell a story and do stuff like that in a way that pop songs and just like, no, I'm just singing about how sad I am or how happy I am or how in love I am or whatever that is. Whereas like theater music has to sort of obey, has to sort of also serve that part. But I think you can do both. Like theater music doesn't have to sound like Rogers and Hammerstein and stuff like yeah. that. But I think for a lot of people, it was like, this doesn't sound like what I'm used to. Or like, even this, like the, like in theater, you want the lyrics to be very clear and upfront. Like that's more important to people. So people can understand. And this was more like a rock concert. And so there are some people who are frustrated, like I can't hear all the words. It's like, eh, yes, it's the words and they're great, but it's also a mood and a vibe. Oh. So it sort of like asks you to listen in a weird sort of like in between space as it were. But I don't know. I love that's that. I think it was great. I mean, I wouldn't have thought of that, but that's that's fascinating. But I mean, I think that is part of the reason that I liked it so much is because I was like, exactly, this is fucking yeah. punk rock. And, yeah, you know, that's why some people I, were it like, was the this is the first time I got a musical that felt punk. Yeah, right. And it didn't feel like it was like punk in quotes. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like it felt like the kind of music it was trying to be, it was succeeding at that kind of music, not like, like it's oh, this is like the spirit of punk. Right, right. It wasn't like this is my parents making fun of punk music. It was like, that's oh, no, how I always felt about music. Rent. Like, oh, this feels like an old fart making, yeah. trying to make rock music and failing miserably. Although I, I, I hear it's a success. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I had invested when I had the chance. <laughs> but I never pay rent, did it then, and I'm not going to start now. Then you would love this show. I don't know why you don't like it. None of them want to pay rent either. Um, well, Bree's given 100. So, John, what do you, after much uh, Oh, yes, I'll give it 100 as well. Yeah, I think it's absolutely a, a great title. It's worth seeing. Even if you don't like it, you should see it. But it's like, it's not even like, it's, like it's so minutes. smart. But also, like, it's smart. So even if you don't like, I, I, I can't think of anyone re- fully dismissing it. You know what I mean? And it's like, also guess, got jokes. Like, it's yeah. constant quips. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really funny. But I mean, it, um, it's, it's visually amazing, you know? Yeah, it's right. a real movie. And it's also that rare thing where, like, you know, it was this as a show was something John Cameron Mitchell created with Stephen Trask, obviously the guy who wrote, you know, the music. <laughs> but then he is pretty much, like, the creative, for, like, he's the writer, the director, and the star of the movie. So this is, there's, it feels like this is a very unencumbered extension of his vision. Yeah. Like it's not like someone else came in and ruined it or didn't understand it. It's like, no, he got a chance to take this thing who created and reconceive it for a different medium. And it doesn't feel like he made a lot of compromises. No. All right, Bree. Now we're into the wheel category. Spinning wheel. Spinning so these are categories previous guests have brought in. We've put them all on this wheel, which is an app on Ooh. my phone. So we're going to spin it twice. Whatever category randomly pops up, that's how we will judge the movie. Then we have a second wheel of categories that listeners have pitched. So we'll spin that once. And then after that, now typically our guests will come up with a category, but this is Queen's Choice. So technically Mark can come up with a category or choose already a pre-existing category. But I bet if you have an idea, he will listen to your idea and consider it. 
Sound I'll good? consider it. Yeah, Makes sense? Yeah, we'll see. All right, we'll see. All right, so here we go. I will spin that wheel. Here we go. It's spinning. Well, I finally get to see the wheel. Isn't it thrilling? It's so exciting. How would you describe that? Listeners, I can't possibly describe this. <laughs> the male V. The Ooh, male sorry, V. Sorry, I talked over it. No, it's quite <laughs> all right. Well, we got we got two male Vs at the very end when the singing to they're slick and sweaty. That's true. That's true. And then a lot um, of the band members are shirtless in the laundromat. Oh yeah, I there's a about lot that. of just like. Are you, are you seeing live. kind of some? They're all a pretty type. S- yeah, <laughs> slender. Hmm. I mean, it's not a ton, but compared to other movies, you know, it's in there. True. There's more V than less V. So maybe. I mean, there's um, more than terms of endearment, which is where this comes from. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> if we're comparing it against terms, terms of endearment. Of endearment. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of endearment is the bar. This easily clears it. <laughs> but, you know, so maybe I'll give it like a 70? 70. Yeah, I'll go 68. 68. Uh, just following the pattern, I'll be 69. <laughs> Give it an average gross, of 69. Gross, I don't want to hear it. Gross, Mark. There's nothing boo, gross about math. Boo. Um, <laughs> all right, that's it for the wheel. So let's spin that wheel one more time, John. Does a high school jock get penetrated? Does a high school jock get penetrated? And actually, kind of, <sighs> yes. No, when he, when he gets a hand job. But like his his consciousness, his like thought, his oh, like, what I is see. Oh, his that's mind true. is blown. He is penetrated. Getting deep with Edward that Scissorhands, thank you, Lorraine. And yeah. some ways the symbol, yeah. the cross symbol is a penetration. Yeah, his life is never the same. That's it's true. funny, like, this is maybe not the time to talk about it, but why not? When I first, like, heard, like, when, in 2001, over 20 years, when I, like, listened to Hedwig, I really identified with the origin of love part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sure. we're all looking for our other half, that struggle and stuff. But now that I'm, you know, been through some things, lived a life. You're both sides now, now. Yeah. I'm both sides now. I get like, oh, it is like, you can't look for someone else to finish you, to complete you. You need to find that within yourself. You know what I mean? Take the wig off. It's wicked little town. The Tommy Gnosis version, you know, Uh there is no mystical great being up in the sky. It's just you. You're the always the stranger, you know? So I found it very moving. The whole thing. It's like, in some ways, like Tommy Gnosis isn't even a real person. Like these is like almost a fable more than anything. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that because he wasn't, you didn't, he didn't appear in the stage version. Right. Oh, so it makes sense. Like yeah. you saw Yats, you saw the band and you heard, and you Hedwig. heard the like, you heard him and, you, and uh, Yatsig. Is that the character? Yeah. Yatsig. But you, there was a- Andrew Martin's character was invented for the film and Tommy Gnosis. We just didn't see in the play, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, but it's so interesting, like how it works in terms of like that personal journey in terms of finding, like hold, accepting yourself for who you are and like shedding man. But then also like the whole gender, I'd like, you don't need to worry about the binary, you know? Right. It's yeah, like beyond exactly. the binary, which is great. And the idea that, you know, you are enough and you are a whole yeah. person. Exactly. So let's see. So it does a high school job. So a high school job getting penetrated. <laughs> I mean, if we're looking at Tommy as kind of having been sort of a high school jock type character, even if, you know, we didn't sure. see him be specifically a jock. Here's the thing. Do we think Itzhak is a, was a high school jock? Because he gets seemingly penetrated when they're sharing a bed with Hedvig. He does, but I don't know that I see that him as jacket, having been a high school jock. Yeah. <laughs> you think? The, the jacket was a little like, oh, this is a little like broish. Do they have jocks in Croatia? They must. Of course, they have sports everywhere. Sports they are must. universal, John. 
Oh. Well, and who's say to say so. that their jock culture looks like our jock culture? So maybe that's he's true. Not... It's a different culture completely. Maybe it does look are like universal. a Croatian jock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair point. Fair point. You, I don't know if this. I first learned the word Hessian. Oh, I grew up with that term. Yeah, I learned that from Bree. I didn't. That's an. Oh, East you learned Coast. that from me? Yeah, I don't never. I don't. I think that's a. Have you heard this, John? Hessian. I've heard it, but I don't know what it is. Hessian is like the type of guy that definitely drives like a Trans Am and probably wears a hoodie with like a a denim vest over the hoodie. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. like stuck in the yeah. '80s. But yeah. specifically the, the 80s in the, yeah, like metalhead kind of. Sure, sure, sure. No, I get that. We definitely yeah. had that in, in Jersey. We just call them stoners in California. Maybe that's the California difference. I get, I mean, they like were usually stoners, but it was a little them. bit more specific to like the t- like like the dudes from Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Oh, they're like stuck in the 80s. Like they yes. have, they're still, mm-hmm. li- they're maybe yes. in their 50s now. <laughs> 40s. Or even, doing- even younger people, but like in the uh, 90s, someone who looked like they came out of the, uh, you know, heavy metal parking lot cast. Sure. Gotcha. <laughs> Where are they now? But We're during the height of grunge, <laughs> you know, and it was sort of sure, like, sure. John, have you seen heavy metal parking lot? I don't think I have. That means a no, you haven't. Um, so <laughs> it's okay. a documentary that just is a camera crew goes to like, it's a concert for like it's rat so Judas great. Priest, I think, right, but you never the see the yeah. concert. Perfect. You just see people tail. It's only oh, like 30 it. minutes. I think it's only 30 minutes. Yeah, I think okay. so. It's pretty it short. Out. It's pretty amazing. It's fun. I definitely yeah, have heard of great. it. They've done like follow-ups, I think. Like they've done like for different like genres of music. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. There was another one they did, but it wasn't as good. Yeah. The, I don't, I don't nothing remember. beats the original. Yeah. Is there a lot of hacky sacky in the original? I feel like you see a lot of people hacky sacky that one. That point. feels correct. But you hmm. don't think of hacky sackers being into heavy metal. That's more like hippy dippy. Yeah, I don't feel like they were doing hacky sack. Like Maybe Dave Matthews in... bands, people. Would that be would be more Dave Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I don't want to see Dave Matthews parking lot. No, no, no. No, it's covered <laughs> so much khaki. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So much khaki Their van always brow. dumping feces on people. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bree, does a high school jock get penetrated? <laughs> yes, I would say so, for sure. So let's psychically. see. I'll give it psychically. I don't know. <laughs> There's no right or wrong answer. I'm trying not to sit here creating dead air. So it's like <laughs> 68. 68. 68. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm giving it an 81. 81. I'll give it a 70. 70. Uh, give an average of 73. All right, now we are into the listener submitted category. The listener category. submitted category. So here we go. Here is this other wheel, not as big as the others, but here we go. I'll try not to talk over it. Frenemies. 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 All right, what do they say for frenemies? Let me look. Let me look. Hold with me. Say with me. Ah, here we go. How messy are the social dynamics? Is there fake smiling, shade throwing, backstabbing? Are they friends, enemies, lovers energy? Um, that's the and I feel like this is full. And they also wanted no credit. Um, so they're not getting any. Um, <laughs> wow, okay. I feel like there definitely is some of that yeah, energy. Like between so totally. I, mean, I mean Hedvig's relationship with Yitzhak, that's yeah. like super not healthy. Um <laughs> That is not healthy, you guys. I don't know what's going on, but it isn't healthy. Your friend shouldn't uh, <laughs> rip up your passport because you That'd be booked the cruise ship version of Rent. True. Yeah, a true friend would be happy for you. Yeah. Who else? 
I think it's just like the entire band. It's like there's a lot of skewed, like they're all piled together. They do seem like sharing a hotel room. You know, you got to figure that there's a lot of uh, cattiness probably happening because they have no money and they have to share a hotel room. And then even when like Hedwig and Tommy like reunite, there's weird like energy between there's some shade going on there. Oh, that's true. Like when they're drinking in the car. Yeah. Right. It's pretty high. I'd give it an 89. 89. I'll give it an 83. 83. I'll get 85. An average of 85.67. Thank you for that uh, category, friend. If you want to submit a category, yes. you can find a link to the submission form in our show notes. It's a handy-dandy uh, Google form. It could be easier. <laughs> could be easier. <laughs> Please submit. All right, Mark. Now it is your turn to come up with a category or choose a pre-existing category. What would you like to do? Do you maybe want to hear opinions of some of our guests? Do you have a pitch, Brie? Because I do have an idea. I do. Let's okay. hear it. Well, when I was originally thinking of this, the first thing that came to my mind was like androgynous hotness or something like that. But then I started thinking maybe something like giving the finger to gender norms. Oh, okay. You know, we do have bucking heteronormativity. That's true. Oh, Okay. That's right. I thought maybe there was a category that that's, that's well. a little okay. similar. It is. Well, I do have a pitch. But all right, that's in the mix. Mark, what's your pitch? My pitch is a pre-existing category. Okay. From How the Grinch Sold Christmas. All right. Wigs. Wigs. I, I was mean, thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the most wig movie. The title is Head Wig. There's a song right. called- Where do you put a wig? On your head. It's right there. Box. It's all there. Wig and there's box. a whole song yeah. devoted. I uh, you could almost say wig is like the iconic symbol of the entire movie. You sing along. You know the wig I mean? is like the mascot. You see the wig the and film. you go, oh, yeah. it's Hedwig. Yeah. People wear Hedwig's like the foam version, of, which I wonder how much those are now. Oh, now? Exist. Oh, forget it. Now it's impossible. You can't get them. Um. <laughs> I'll make my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fancy. Must be nice. <laughs> so I was thinking, I can't think of like a wig. This is the most wig, except maybe wig stock. Wigstock might be more, but still. But other than that, I mean. Hedwig wears a dress made of wigs. That's yeah. true. So I'm I mean, thinking wig. What do you think, Bray? That's what I would have chosen if I was able to choose from the categories that already exist. Gotcha. And I think Ooh. my suggestion is a little too similar to the category that you already have. But a great suggestion. But it is a great suggestion. And oh, it thank just goes you. to show that like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is important. She needs this, John. You're right. she I needs this. I'm giving her the win. You're totally winning here. <laughs> We're going to rename this category, giving the finger to heteronormative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by Brie Ford. <laughs> Sponsored you, by Brie, the Brie you. Ford tri uh, Tribute Foundation category. for Gender Screwing. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving the finger. Uh, I think wigs is an incredible choice. All right. Okay. So what do you want to, what would you give Hedwig for wigs? I think I'm going to have to give this a 100. I think yeah. it's a hundo. It's a hundo from me as well. Yes. I did it. All right. Now we're into the <laughs> bonus categories. Extra. Extra. So these categories, as their name implies, are just bonus. So if it doesn't do well in these categories, it doesn't work against the score. But as Mark likes to say, it doesn't help. Um, <laughs> but so we're going to score these from zero to 10. So it's that percentage bonus points that it gets. All right. The first one, this one is. Normally it's musical potential, but since this is a musical, we change it to how good are the songs? Uh, I mean, John, you're talking to two very biased people here. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I mean, think I've laid out my credentials, and I think biased also comes into play. Okay, with me as well, but all right. <laughs> well, I think these are my these are probably the songs from the musical I've listened to the most. I, I'm curious far. for 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 Brie especially. Uh-huh. Like you said, like oh, it's rare that like a musical will grab you. Can you think of like another musical that is sort of even if it's not the same level, but that you've been like, oh, this one I like. Yeah, um, the musical that really first grabbed me when I was younger was Evita. And that is, you know, unlike, unlike, you know, Little Shop of Horrors or Mm. Hedwig, you know, um, movies that kind of stand out as being very different than your typical musical. Avita is the only one that I sort of think fits into the category of like classic musicals. Sure, more so. And um, and I absolutely love the more that. that, What about Jesus Christ Superstar? Is that one that you? I've never seen it. Oh, I think it's. I know a couple of the songs from it. It's written by the same people who did Avita. Okay, but. I think that's another musical that like people who don't like musicals, quote unquote, tend to love Jesus Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar is also one of those shows that like people get obsessed with for a while and you kind of almost like get burned out on it. But then you come back to it and you're like, no, it's still good. I would recommend listening to Jesus Christ. Watch actually the movie that way with the 70s um, is great. Okay. Because the songs that I have heard from it, I'm going to say they didn't grab me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I've never seen a production of it. So Sometimes I think that's seeing them, in theater, like seeing them in context is so much. Yeah. What were you going to say, Mark? Well, you were talking about how like, people get obsessed with it and then go oh, yeah. burnt out on I was going to say, that's how I feel about Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. Exactly. I'll be into it for like You'll have like weeks. a weekend where you have it like four yeah, yeah. times. And, and then they're like, like oh, what am I this doing? This tastes like cardboard. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> the thrill is gone. I might as well just eat the box. <laughs> I've never seen Avita. Are there? I always got the sense there weren't a lot of like toe tappers in that one. Buenos Aires. That's a I mean, I think... I'm drawn to I the just more like melancholy songs too. I think oh. that's the thing, you know. Like I'd be good for you. I'd be surprised. That I mean, fun. that's that was the song that really. But I mean, oh, don't cry for me, Argentina is amazing. And um, but also like the money came rolling in. That's a fun song. Yeah. Uh, another two cases are like Evita's got a lot of great songs in it. I there is more sort of sounds like there's a like problem with the book, John. Is that there? what I'm hearing? Is no. there a problem with the book? No, uh, I wouldn't say that. Okay. I feel like there's something you're not saying about Avita. Maybe that's part of the appeal. Is you know, John, you said it's more ballady, and I realized I think a lot of these sort of traditional musical style uh-huh. songs, it's just not my cup of tea as much. Yeah, and yeah, so maybe that's sense. why, like a Guys and Dolls, or you know, sort of a Razzmatazz. You know, yeah, that's like, just not. Like, calm down. Yeah, yeah. Not, I get yeah, it. it's just <laughs> not my world. Fair. Did um, we see a production of? Do we see a production of You're in Town together? Maybe not, not with me. Oh, that's all it's about. <laughs> Unless the drugs were really good that night. Uh, no. It was like I, at a I don't believe I've ever seen it. Oh, you'd like Urine Town. I think it's funny. Okay. I like Urine Town. Could I tell you any of the songs from it? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want to give this, Brie, for uh, how, are the how good are the songs? Or zero to I'm 10%. Gonna, I'm going to have to give this a 10 because, I mean, I 10. have the soundtrack. When I rewatched it, the songs have been in my head all day today, and I yeah. was happy about it. Yeah, I'll give it a 10 as well. John! Mark! I'm also going to give it a 10. How would I not give this a 10? Could you imagine? Can you imagine? What? Uh, let's go around. What's everyone's favorite song? Oh, Wig in the Box was the first one that I really latched onto. Yeah, yeah. But I think they're all great. Like, I've, I've, had, great. I've had, like, they've all been my favorites at some point, pretty much. I go from Origin of Love, but then I also like Wicked Little Town, Little the Tommy Gnosis version. Yeah, that's a hard one. I might have to go with Origin of Love just because it yeah, feels like it's great. sort of the 
and it sort of encapsulates the movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, but we haven't even talked about the this movie has animated sequences. <laughs> what are you doing, you idiots? Sure Watch does. this, and they're beautiful. That's great. <laughs> I mean, it has a sing-along portion with a cartoon Ugh. wig jumping up and down. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ugh. What's wrong with you people? God, it makes me Ugh. sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next category, Queer Menace. I think Queer Menace is in this show. I think uh, Hedwig. Yeah, so I was curious about your guys' opinion on this because I know that generally speaking, it's sort of like the categories, like characters that are either coded as gay because they're sort of the villain or they're just someone that makes the conservatives in the town nervous and scared. So would would you count like we were talking about, you know, the patrons at these uh like, you know, <laughs> seafood buffets yeah. that are sort of like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. I'd say that definitely is like that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah. That's, okay. So when that... Hedway talks about like a sideways grimace with an eyeless face, that gets a guy <laughs> to stand up and go, faggot. And then a whole fight starts. You know what sure. I mean? That's yeah. kind of the epitome, I think, in some ways of challenging heteronormativity just by your mere existence. Yeah. Sure. So I think Hedwig is pretty much, I think there's a big, I think also when you think of like the choices that Hedwig made because of this, this, uh, what's his name? The general Luther. Yeah. Like how the sugar daddy, like how, how that sort of was like, could you become a woman? Then what we can do can happen. You know what I mean? Like Luther is a bit of a queer menace too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Very exploitive. I think Luther's bad, a bad person. He's definitely He's bad. selfish, that's for sure. Selfish. Great candy, though. <laughs> Come on, sugar daddy. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, in that sense, it's 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 high. I just was thinking about, you know... Right, like Elvira showing up or whatnot. Yeah, because I was thinking there isn't any sort of, like, coding of it. It's, it's more just on its face. But, yes. I mean, yeah. you're right, because... I don't think it necessarily has to be coded. Okay. Um, that's why I wasn't sure. So then in that case, it's pretty high because, yeah. you know, all of those patrons at the restaurant, you know, at Bill's the guy Waters? who got the car wash, although he might have been a little happy I think he, he had a slight smile on <laughs> he, his face. Yeah. <laughs> he, was okay. he ended up enjoying that. Like, I can't wait to think about this. Again. I did like that they showed like <laughs> when Hedwig's like in the first like the first concert with the band with the, all the wives in like a, oh, it yeah. like a donut shop or something like there were people oh, yeah. genuinely enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't all like negative. It wasn't all like um, they had some success. Let's see. So, and this is zero to ten still. Zero right? to ten. Yes. Um, I mean, I feel like giving it a ten. Yeah, go for it. Then I will ten. Yay! <laughs> you are empowered. Yes, queen. <laughs> I'll give it a seven. Seven. <laughs> you thought all about Eve? You gave all about Eve an eight. Yeah, but all about Eve had Eve. Yeah, but this is head. This is a fight where someone screams "faggot" and there's a fight in a bar. Eve could never. She'd crumble. Oh, come on! You don't think Eve was at Stonewall? She was there. <laughs> She's probably with the cops. <laughs> I'm giving it a ten. Give an average of nine, which is one point lower than the Queen, but one point higher than All About Eve. So maybe all is right. Ooh. There we go. Okay, there we go. Okay. All right. Our next category: character actress makes a big swing. I think uh, Miriam Shore as Yitzhak a is a. Uh, Yes. You know, I would definitely say that's a big one. And um, I also think Andrea Martin, because truly her character did not exist before this movie. And there's something about like everyone. I remember when the movie came out, everyone talking about Andrea Martin, which obviously they're going to do. But like she sort of like didn't need to exist. But then it's like, oh, she's one of people's. But we're so glad she's there. Exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't want it without her. Like balloons. I wasn't sure that her balloons. 
I know we don't have to have balloons, but if they're there, yeah. it's fun. <laughs> sure, absolutely. She's just like balloons. She's just, yeah, there were a right. lot of balloons there, of entertainment. That's about <laughs> there's like six minutes, I think, of deleted scenes on the Criterion, <laughs> and, and, half, and half, of half of them are hers. Five, but they're just like I have a hidden cell phone in my ear, and you have to talk into my tooth. Right. Just doing like real goofy broad comedy. Get <laughs> why they cut this? They just let her do whatever she wanted, and I'm sure it was fun while shooting. But then you get to the editing room, like, they're like this well, is a different fine. movie. What is she doing? <laughs> Thank God there are extras. Andrea. We've got this. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, what do you want to give this for character actors? Makes a big swing. I'll give it. Um, I'll give it a nine. Nine. I'll go eight. Eight. I'll go eight. Have you seen Miriam Shore live, John? She's a big Broadway person. Yeah, I saw her in Hedwig. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But our next category, macabre. How macabre is Hedwig and the Angry Inch? I think it's surprisingly macabre. It's very macabre. I mean, despite all of the comedy, it has, I mean, from Hansel as a kid being, you know, molested by his dad. And, you know, then there's obviously the surgical mutilation. Surgeries. I mean, which wasn't even really, you know, Hedwig's choice. And um, right. then there's all the self-destructive behavior following that, you know, drunk driving with Tommy and, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, their abusive relationship with Yitzhak. It's, there's, a, there's, there's some real darkness in there's this movie, darkness. y'all. <laughs> also walking barefoot down moods. an alley. Oh, yeah. So macabre. Nude. Macabre. Can you Ugh. imagine? Nasty. What if there's glass? Never. Oh. <sighs> What if, there's any, what if there's a f- cold French fry? That's disgusting too. <laughs> Would you rather? Uh, I'd almost rather deep. step on glass than a cold ketchup <laughs> covered French fry in some way. I'd rather <laughs> step on something sharp than squishy in some ways. Uh, if if can, I don't if know what it is, that the sharp thing isn't gonna give me an infection or something. Skin, yeah, yeah. Then maybe give me MRSA. Sure. <laughs> I guess because sharp is more like, oh, like a sudden thing. And squishy is more like, oh, God, what is happening? It it's like slower. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, still there. You're not quite sure you'll wrap. Yeah, you like yeah. It up. It's definitely that moment where you're not sure what it was. That God. half second. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> well, you own a cat. You must step in like weird stuff you know, all the time. I was going to save you guys from a story. But I was going to say, oh. I certainly have gotten up in the middle of the night and oh, um, yeah. discovered like oh <laughs> nasty. There's there's a little puddle there. Okay. Oh, gross. Oh, yeah. And now it's I don't know if it's worse even right. when you're in socks. Because then it's just like I get that. Oh yeah. Because then you gotta burn those socks. You can never look at these socks again. <laughs> just <laughs> straight even, into the trash. Look at these socks again. No, get them out of my sight. <laughs> I don't want to see it. On socks. <laughs> Dock the socks. Um, what do you want to well, give, give it a 10? A 10, the most macabre movie you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> no one is wearing a spider ring, right? <laughs> oh, John, don't even say that. Oh, I just got chills. But what about that goth at the Menzies Fair? We love like, her, them. <laughs> that goth makes me That's so happy. That's a great profile. It's just the profile. It, almost oh, the looks profile. Like a, it looks like a Charles Adams drawing. Yes. Like, you know, it's so good. With the and then the little close up all of a sudden of the smile. With the black lipstick, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, so cute. Fun. Okay, so then maybe I should give it an eight. Eight. Sure. I'll go seven. Seven. I'm going to go eight. Give an average of seven point six seven, which is two points lower than the invitation. 
but 1.34 points higher than All About Eve. That makes sense. All right. The last of the bonus categories, gay actors playing gay roles. Well, okay. well, I think I mean, John it. Cameron Mitchell. Yep. And Stephen Trask, even though they don't explicitly say that Stephen Trask's character is gay. I mean, right. in the movie, pretty much. Sure. I would say he reads his. He's uh-huh. coded. Uh, for sure. Um, I don't know who else, though. It was hard to research. So, it's like, yeah, Michael Pitt is. Michael straight. Pitt is not. Yeah. No, he's not. And then, you know, Andrea Martin. I tried to look up some but of the other. But it's just for gay roles. So, like, the fact, like, the Michael oh, Pitt character true, is true. sort of like an argument as to what the character is. Not argument, but you know what I mean? Like, you can sort of debate about But it's he himself like, is, like, straight, I'm pretty sure. That's what I understand as well. But I'm just saying it's not, it's not like, it's not like he was playing Hedwig. Right, right, you're, right. you're right. You're right. Yes. Yeah. So then I guess it's really just John Cameron Mitchell and Stephen Trask, pretty much. I think so, but it is sure. like the titular character. Correct. That's true. And also, it is one of those movies where it's like it's Hedwig, and there's everyone else, and there's right. like a, a like a slight secondary tier, but even that is like a little bit Miriam Shore, a little bit Andrea Mar. You know what I mean? Stephen Trask, even like what is his character's name? Do we know? Nobody knows. Um. Yeah, so, but yeah, but it's, so it's pretty much, I mean, like, it was a monologue, like, that's what the shit, that's the DNA of the show, is a monologue, a one-person show, basically. That's, yeah. So, nine? Nine. I'll go eight. Fuck it, I'm gonna go nine. It's the titular character, their names on the drum, on the kick drum. (laughs) (laughs) All right, giving it an 8.67. All right, now we are into the iconic category. So these categories is the big, broad, wider umbrella categories. So we're scoring these from zero to 225. Okay. <laughs> All right. The first one. How would you rate Hedwig on a scale of zero to 225 in homoeroticism? Let's see. I mean, we okay, had well, more homoeroticism than we've had in a long time. That's true. <laughs> in these I movies. mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's filled with, you know. A little bishop right. and a turtleneck. I love the little bishop in the turtleneck. Um, yeah, that scene with Luther, you know. I mean, there's, scene, there's yeah. the scene where, you know, where Hedvig basically jerks off Tommy in the I tub. I don't think you need to say basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly I, what they do. I was being coy. <laughs> oh, I see. So he, he basically gives him a hand job. I'm being coy. Basically. I mean, just that's the basics of it. You know, let's just say he gave them a hand job. Wink, wink. <laughs> So coy, Real <laughs> Jane Austen over here. I mean, so to speak. So to speak. If I could lean in. <laughs> There's also the steamy makeout sessions where the world falls away. Yeah. Oh yeah. That one's pretty fun. Yeah, leading that that scene where they're you know, Hedwig's being led through the laundry. Yeah. It's very very romantic. Very dreamy. Yes. Um. Okay. So zero to two twenty-five. Let's see. I mean, there's a lot of homoeroticism in this. Just the fact um, that the band is just like, I like how the, the they make a point of their whole motel room gets smaller as the movie goes on. <laughs> so eventually, like, it's all of them in a closet, like, together. Oh, yeah. Very, like, boys at camp kind of feel. Kind of I mean, and you kind of figure, like, they've all kind of made out with each other at some point, I probably so, right? dated each other. I'm know, sure how, they've all, like, turned I mean, off together somehow, at least. Just like Fleetwood Mac, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Blowing cocaine up each other's butts. It's happening. 
So maybe um, 200? 200. Oh. Tough but fair. <laughs> I think it's it's I, I I know what I'm about to say also sounds crazy, but I feel like this isn't like a very erotic movie to me, but all of the like the eroticism is a sort of that is in homoeroticism, closer to homoeroticism than heteroeroticism. So I will give it 190. 190. Big preamble before doing basically the same <laughs> score. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. I'll edit that out. It's fine. No, I liked it. Yeah, Brie laughed. You got to leave it in now. <laughs> I got one person to laugh, then it was worth keeping it in yeah, the Just edit. one person in the room. The Zoom is laughing. Um, you know what? It's, I'll give it 205. Am I crazy? Maybe. Who you cares? You sound insane. Given an average of 198.33, which is about 117 points higher than the next highest, which is Back to the Beach, which only has an 81.67. Wow. Huge category Ooh. for Hedwig and the Angry Inch. All right. Eat shit Back to the Beach. Yes. Nice. Thank that you. Yes. <laughs> and uh, all right. Our next category, Drag Queen Inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Hedwig and come away with a whole book of ideas? I mean, how do you not? I, I mean, every look that Hedwig has is it's iconic. Flawless. The looks, also uh, just even, like the 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 piece of art itself. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even Yitzhak's look would be great for a drag king to do. It would sure. be immediately recognizable. And it's all about like the transformative power of drag and like being whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no rules, and like the whole thing is about those themes yeah and you know basically the celebration of like becoming whatever the fuck you want yeah. to be is Sorry great rap corsets i love that look with the <laughs> tina turner wig and the boots yeah yeah, yeah this is 220 220 because if they had just a costume parade at one point maybe like a runway but yeah 220 I also say two. You have you seen uh, George Cooker's The Women, John? That's what I was thinking of. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this would be more inspiring than The Women. Different ways. Different ways. I'm gonna go. I'll go two twenty. Let's keep it in the family. Give it an average of two hundred and twenty, <laughs> which is only five points lower than the Queen, but that makes sense. Sure, sure. All right, all right. Our next category: Queer One Hundred and One. Is this? Would you consider this like an essential queer text? I think so. I think you got to know about Hedwig, especially like the early 2000s. You know, just the t- there's not a lot. Not and also, this like is the, the first thing that granted didn't go like full mainstream, but it went relatively mainstream. They did it in Glee. And to me, it feels like one of the first times to like sort of like grapple with gender. And yeah, it's not like you could say like, well, the character of Hedwig is not trans. You know what I mean? All this stuff. But it felt like a very early version of like, hey, there's. We can think about this differently, even though Beyond it doesn't the sort of like lay it all out. Yeah. And so I think there's something about that that is so important about it as a as a title. It's yeah, crazy. I, mean, I, I was almost expecting things to be like, oh, this I hope it's like aged well, but I feel like it really has. I feel like there's not a lot that's like yeah, it I think still ring about, true like, today, you know? Head, there's Hedwig doesn't <laughs> Hedwig feels at times like frustrated or annoyed at the choices that they have made or the things that they've done, but they never seem to feel like ashamed or embarrassed or right. like that it's wrong. And I think that's part of why it doesn't feel awkward to look at it now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, cause I mean, the character of Hedvig has, she's such a fully multi-dimensional character, you yeah. know, that's yeah. funny and flawed and there's tragedy and there's, you know, but it's, it's a completely 
whole well-rounded character. And also like, you know, it was so influential to me. It's kind of like what you were saying, John, at the time, it was one of the first movies that I feel like sort of introduced a mainstream audience to gender fuckery. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it definitely cemented some of my feelings, you know, where I always knew that I was by but then watching this movie kind of made me go like oh there's a whole world of all kinds of yeah, things that are right. sexy <laughs> right, and like, the feelings that i have are not scary they can be fun or like they're not alien other they're people, not yeah. unusual you know? yeah and just sort of feeling like oh every single version of the spectrum is exists and should be yeah. celebrated yeah and, yeah, I mean, um, as we're talking about, it, it does feel like the heir apparent to Rocky Horror in a way, in the way that, like, yes, in the '70s, there are some people who saw Rocky Horror and was like, "What?" Like Tim, like Tim Curry's performance, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it does feel like it did that for a whole new generation of people. Yeah, and twenty minutes shorter. <laughs> <laughs> so extra points for that. We love a nice tight running time. We uh, love a tight ninety. Come here? on, get out of here. <laughs> so queer one hundred one, Brie. What do you think? I'd give it a 200. 200. I'll go 210. 210. Uh, I'll go 211. Give it an average of. to show me up. Yeah. <laughs> One dollar more. Mm. Give an average of 207. Finally, camp factor. How campy is Hedwig? I feel like this movie is total camp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, you guys would know better than I would, but I mean, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's a knowing camp. It's a very yes. like yes, it's intentional. It's knowing when it's being but it's ridiculous. still camp. I mean, there's like there's that POV when Hedwig is flying, and you see like the POV <laughs> with the wig on the sides. And I mean, the, That's so cute. And I love when um like when she wipes her face with the rag and then throws it at Tommy, <laughs> and it's the full the full makeup. You know, it's just like there's so many amazing ridiculous moments that are that are just like Chef's kiss. You know, mm. so. I feel like it's really high. I mean, but I don't know. I I guess I would say like 185. Does that? Sure. Yeah, I'll go 190. 190. All right. I got a quick list of campy things. Oh, I can't wait. Here we go. (laughs) Handmade animated opening credits, performing in a theme song to an indifferent audience, getting backstory during a song, unplugging a better singer's mic during a show, a hotel room full of wigs. When it comes to huge openings, a lot of people think of me, a tabloid called Probe, sound machines, poorly animated Christian kids show, teaching sculpture to limbless children, decorating the inside of an oven, Anne Marie being Canadian, but working in the American idiom, Playing the ninth stage of Menzies Fair, a celebration of women in music, a cruise ship version of Rent, hanging out on a pile of tires, Zima water coolers, putting a baby down before you give someone a hand job, pondering that everyone is talking to Phil Collins people, a musician signing the plastic of a CD case and not the actual liner notes, crashing into a news van, appearing on the Rosie O'Donnell show, movies with metaphorical dream spaces. And finally, the first assistant director is called Patrick Tidy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it's pretty campy. I'll give it a 200. <laughs> give an average of 191.67. Ooh, that's 20 points higher than funny lady. Fuck yeah. Die in a creek, <laughs> funny lady. <laughs> <laughs> we get that shirt made, die in a creek, funny lady. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Finally, Brie. Ugh, finally, we're into the crown jewels. These categories we don't rate. We're just saying yes or no. We think it gets it. All right. The first one, a 50%. It's now 50% for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. I feel like this movie gets it. 
I would give it to it as well. Absolutely. I feel like even though like Hedwig is going through it, there's never a sense of like their sexuality is the problem. No, and they're yeah, like the coolest there's people. No, there's no condemnation, mm. you know, at all. Yeah. Um. Finally, the last of the crown jewels, negative 50% of all the points if this is the movie Stonewall. Well, this movie has a Berlin wall. It has a Berlin wall. <laughs> Thank you. But, parts of it were made of stone. So I don't know. Maybe it is the movie Stonewall. <laughs> but maybe? after serious consideration, yeah. it's not Stonewall. Fair You're enough. right. It's not Stonewall. So, word. You're correct. This yeah. is not the movie Stonewall. So we'll not lose oh, it's 50% not. of its points. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll, no, all right. we the did scoring it. will reflect that. Okay. Right. Good, good, good. <laughs> all right. So now that we've been through it all. How are we feeling? Do we still think Hedwig is top 10, maybe top five? I think it's definitely in the top 10 still. I'm very confident. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it would make it into the top five, but I would be happy and proud if it did. (laughs) I feel like I think it has a really good shot of being in the top five. I think the wheel was very much on its side. This is true. Well, Well, Mark, you've got the numbers in front of you. Exactly how it did. Out of a total possible 3,641.66, Hedwig and the Angry Inch has scored (laughs) 3,394.33, giving it a percentage of 93.21, making it the second gayest movie ever. Not as gay as Female Trouble, but gayer than The Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. Wow. I got goosebumps. Don't, I'm not mad about that. We did it, Sorry, everyone. Sorry, the apple. Sorry, the apple. has The apple the got five. knocked oh, out of the, the top apple. five, but we it's love okay. the apple. We the love apple. the apple. We do. Top 10. There's no shame being the top 10. Mark, you no. introduced me to the apple. I did? That's great. Yeah, I'm we happy. watched it together. That sounds and, uh, like us. I was that very high, like... <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? Everything I about that this. sounds correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this sounds like, this is, Brie has described my ideal evening. <laughs> it was Especially a pretty college, good night. I imagine. That yeah. was a good yes. night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go over to Brie's, and she would like cut my hair, and then we'd go get dinner. Oh, my God. We'd watch something, and it's a good time. Oh, that would be great. Simpler times. The salad years. They can come back. Those were the salad years. I'll still cut your hair. Oh, I mean, it's pretty easy these days. There's not much to it. (laughs) (laughs) Try to take it two seconds. Um, Wow. That was exciting. See what happens when we all come together, John. I'm usually not the one who's fighting and dragging their heels. I'm not the one bringing in funny lady. Yeah, but you could have more fun with it. I tried with Buddy Lady. I, <laughs> I tried. I don't think you did. I, I, gave, you did. I was good for I don't the think hour. you did, and I didn't want you to. <laughs> I was you fine you until right the into my gospel trap, number. <laughs> the gospel number is when Great I was like, day. broke me. I couldn't do it. I was like, I can't do this. Then I had an hour and 20 minutes left. Oh. So, <sighs> anyways, I'll let it go. I'm letting it go. Letting, letting it, go. it go. Clearly. Bree, what, what a delight a you delight. are. Absolute treat. Um, oh. So sweet to have you. Oh, stop. So wait, do you I have, so so wait, you're, fun. do you have like makeup notes? Like, is there something you would love to have done with Hedwig visually? Oh, I mean, Hedwig's an icon. There's nothing I would change. It's perfect. Right. And even though you guys probably can't tell, I did wear my red glitter lipstick. Can, oh. oh, it does have glitter in it. Okay. <laughs> I see the red. I don't see the glitter, but yes. You know what? It pops. You just have to know that it's there. You feel, Thank I you. felt glitter. Thank you. <laughs> Well, Brie, is there anything you'd like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? Well, I'd like to plug the concept of practical effects. Yes! <laughs> <No>. Brie, <laughs> I mean, tell, tell us! 
I mean, if, if anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, uh, I have not been very active this year, but I have a whole bunch of really fun photos of things I've worked on that yeah. I promise are entertaining. Awesome. So I can Great. guarantee well, you are, a we'll fun We'll put it in scroll. the show notes, but what is your handle? <laughs> oh, uh, Reanimator. Like, Reanimator. Yeah, R-I-E like the movie animator? Reanimator. Yeah, B-R-I-E, like the cheese, mm-hmm. and then Animator, but it's a play on <laughs> like the animator. Reanimator. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Reanimator, in the industry. I doubt it. You you would like Reanimator. It's a good okay. time. All right. Actually, I did a, a costume the the Halloween just before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I decided to do Reanimator as a Halloween costume. Who did you? Who were you? Were you I, the Rian Herbert West? Yeah, I was Herbert West, and then nice. uh, my my fellow was the I forget the character's name. The head in the pan. The head in the pan. Great. And it was the only time I convinced him to do a couple's costume. <laughs> but you guys do that labyrinth party. What is it called? The Goblin Ball? <laughs> labyrinth of Jareth. That's it. Excuse yes. me. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, mine was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the Goblin Ball? How dare you? How dare you? Wow. <laughs> Mark, she is a guest. <laughs> yeah, I'm the weird one here. <laughs> well, Bree, always a delight. That's to a chat treat. with you. And thank you for suggesting this movie. And I'm sorry it took so long to get to it. But what a it worth was the worth the wait. So worth the wait. I feel chilled. I don't know. This was like, I don't know. I was having a shitty day and I feel so much better now. I don't know. I feel good now. <laughs> Yay. I'm so, glad to hear that. Uh, Yay. Thank you. I credit you the both of makeup. you for that. Um, you could send us your nice messages at uh, Two Old Queens, CW Old Queens on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow me on Letterboxd where I maintain the current movie rankings. Yes. We also have merch. If you go to T Public and search for Two Old Queens, there's a lot of fun stuff you can buy for yourself and your loved ones. A percentage of all the proceeds goes to the Okra Project. So you're not just buying merch, you're helping people out. We also got a Patreon. We got lots of fun things on the page. We got twice the episode. Do you want us to go through all the Child's Play movies? It's on it's there. It's on the Patreon. All the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. That you want some random whodunit movies? It's on there. It's on the Patreon. <laughs> Dolly Parton Films, Patreon. Patreon, baby. She's there. Oh, you wrote a book, John? We should mention Oh, that. I wrote a book, yes. I wrote a book. It's called Baked, Sex, Drugs, and Alternative Comedy. It's a memoir about my time as a drug dealer in New York City in the uh, late, early 2000s. All right, everyone so check, check that out. And uh, stay tuned for next week for my second queen yes, choice. Also, uh, sure, I'll let you know. It's uh, my, one of my favorite horror movies from the 80s. <gasps> yeah. Death Spa. Very excited. Oh, I've never seen it. You, I don't know this one. It was an obscure. I'll talk about it next week. Uh, but okay. uh, it's a fun one. It's so goofy. Um, great. Wait. We'll see you next time, everybody. That'll stay on the safe Patreon. On the Patreon. All right. Good. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Arche and Mike Rennie. Bye. We didn't get that right. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.